Star Wars sessions. Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars sessions. This is the way. This is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here, as ever, in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan, and buddy out there. Great, yeah. It's Luke Bly, Master Blywalker. How are you, sir? Oi, oi, Savaloy. Once again, I came in a bit too early. I've done eager, that now. Eager Beaver. I am an eager beaver. I am an he eager beaver. Phrase. Right, fun fact this weekend, Matty boy. I had my nan and my auntie round. My auntie is severely autistic, right? She has like the yep. brain of like a four-year-old or something like that. She's in <laughs> her 50s. She comes round. She knows that I love Star Wars, but yeah. she loves Star Wars too. And um, I put on Disney Plus for her. She watches Lady in the Tramp. She's happy. Nice. And then after that, I'm like, what else do you want to watch, Sam? She goes, Star Wars. I'm like, all right, then. Go to the Star Wars section on Disney+. Plus. Which one does she choose? Rise of Skywalker. Bang. All over it. All yep. over it. She And she is, like, loving it. And for those who do remember, I did actually take her to go see Rise of Skywalker um, in 2019, and she adored it then. Isn't that funny? Just thought I'd share that at the beginning of the show. So, yep. Bit of a, a bit of tross love at the beginning of the show, which is what we like to hear. Uh, we aren't haters. We love all. Of, we love a bit of every Star War out there. Um, yeah. What we also love, though, mate. <laughs> what we might have done, you'll have to go and listen. Is the Bad Batch? It's just finished. Season one finished uh, a couple of days ago. Now, uh, as you know, we've been saying for the last sixteen weeks, four months now, oh, we've wow. been putting out a recap every week on every Friday, uh, and we've put out our season finale recap on our podcast feed so we're if anywhere you get your sessions it's going to pop up on that feed so check it out episode 16 it's out there if you want to hear what we thought you can do full spoilers but we are going to be diving into the season uh, in a bit more detail in the coming week so uh we'll leave that with you there and direct you to the bad batch recap once you finish listening to this uh festival of filth however lukey boy what else have we got dropping in our inbox this week May we have a huge shout out to our latest, 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 patron, Edwin Tan, who has joined mm. at the This Where the Fun Begins tier. What a spicy ticket. Yeah, he gets, he gets one of those. Now, what's really cool about um, Edwin's um, patronage is that he also sent a cheeky message. Mm. Um and we thought we would try and read this out uh, for you guys because we thought it was so lovely. And I think you guys would really like to hear this. Matty Boyd, do you mind if I just read this out? Oh. I'm ready to listen, mate. I'm ready to <laughs> All listen. All right. Okay. So Edwin, uh, hmm. Edwin emails us or messages us on Patreon saying, Dear Matt and Luke, first up, I have a confession to make. <gasps> I'm not especially a big Star Wars fan. I mean, I've uh, yeah, uh, no, no joke. He goes, I've seen all the films, Empire and Rogue One being my fans, but that's as far as it goes for me. No books, TV series, comics, nothing. 
But I discovered your podcast last year, a difficult time for so many of us, and after a while found it very reassuring and a familiar presence while stuck at home. It's now my go-to when preparing lunch for the family, and even my wife, who wouldn't know Darth Vader if he stood in front of her with a lightsaber, now recognises the sound of your voices. Wow. I imagine it must be a challenge to come up with new content every week, but you both do a brilliant job and your passion for all things Star Wars really shines through. Who knows? One day I may even decide to watch The Mandalorian. Anyway, all the best, guys, and may the force be with you always, Edwin. Matty boy, I mean, <laughs> I well. mean... Edwin, you are an absolute legend. Thank you so much. But I just thought it was really cool that uh, someone who tunes in who doesn't even watch The Mandalorian. <laughs> like, or Star how Wars. Does, how does he keep up with, like, when, when we talk about Mandalorian? He must think, what is, what is all this, this dross they're on about? This, this Lost Stars book rubbish. What are they on about? And anything, yeah. But honestly, Edwin, mate. Uh, I, we we read that last week, just after coming off air, looking through the looking glass, say, um, and we thought, right, we we'll, we don't want to just quickly, we don't want to re-record a quick, oh, nice one, geezer, and chuck it in last week. We wanted to do so, uh, give you your own little segment on the sessions there for a few minutes because that was a really really kind message, and um, yeah, when I when I read it, I mean, I, I stopped Luke t- uh, in his tracks. He was he was waffling on about something as usual. I said, no, no, wait. Yeah, you literally did say as well. You've got to listen to this, mate. We've had a really nice message come through, and it does mean the the world to us uh, that you take the time to listen, let alone be a Patreon. The fact that obviously you're not the biggest Star Wars fan in the world um, is fine, I suppose. But the fact that you'd obviously take the time to listen to us, <laughs> engage with us, and obviously sign up is um, is wonderful. We love all our patrons, and and uh, and that's fantastic of you to do that. We genuinely appreciate your message and your patronage mate so uh, thank you and, fit- and hello to your family for listening and uh i hope your wife is enjoying the show a bit more now yeah huge sa- shout out huge shout out what is with my pronunciations today i was about to say shout out uh well oh. he's he's been on the we'll liquid, lunch, it's it? yeah, liquid lunch and i'm so excited for this week's show yes. mate. Is uh, honestly guys this show has been in the works for months and months and months and we've kind of waited for the what right why what is going on <laughs> we've waited been waiting for, for that white time i'm dj from the last jedi need a lift and need a glass of water yeah i do i need a need a oh <laughs> oh, they're out now. They're cracking them open. <laughs> we are. It's another Cotswold IPA, mate. Loving nice. it. Loving it. So sorry, right? I'm, we're, we're going off course, aren't we? We're going off course. Edwin, but there we go. That's you. what we do. Bad Batch, go check it out. However, the background, you can hear it. I can hear it. Easter chimes of Big Ben Kenobi, which only means one thing, mate. It's the Galactic News Round. Taika Waititi has said his Star Wars movie is still in early days of production and said, we've got a story and I'm really excited by it because it feels very me. The War of the Bounty Hunters publishing event has revealed the name of Boba Fett's ship to be Firespray, a name based on the ship's model name of Firespray Interceptor Class, although StarWars.com still has the ship named as Slave One on their databank. 
According to The Hollywood Reporter, Sabine Wren will appear in the upcoming Ahsoka series with Lana Condor, Havana Rose Liu, and Tati Gabriel being rumoured as potential casting choices. And according to Bespin Bulletin, Rupert Friend, Sung Kang, Simone Kessel, O'Shea Jackson Jr. and Indira Varma have all completed their shooting duties on Obi-Wan Kenobi, lining up with the scheduling details that Bespin dropped originally. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played Gecko the Bounty Hunter for The Mandalorian, and you are listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Today, I am proud to announce the Walt Disney Company is acquiring Lucasfilm, the global entertainment company founded by George Lucas and the home of the legendary Star Wars franchise. Fans can expect a new feature film, Star Wars Episode Seven, in theaters worldwide in 2015. You heard the man. Lucasfilm bought by Disney nine years ago. That was, of course, Bob... Iger breaking the news, the historic news that Disney had purchased all of Lucasfilm, including Star Wars, and you heard it, promising episode seven in 2015. This week, my man, we are talking about everything leading up to the moment when the lights dimmed and that and the Lucasfilm logo came up on screen. Um, the Force Awakens hype, remembering the Force Awakens hype. We've spoken um, at length about the, the Phantom Menace hype, could it ever live up to the hype and the kind of fever pitch that surrounded the Phantom Menace? But it's kind of, obviously, it was fairly recent, but we'd be loathed to forget, loathed to forget that the unreal hype surrounding The Force Awakens to the point where many outlets were running stories saying, can this actually just live up to the hype? Because people are hyping it up beyond reason. Can it be that good? And... That's what we're here to talk about this week, isn't it, man? Like I said, it's been a few weeks and months in the making, but we're here now. Oh, mate. You just said nine years ago. Are you joking? <laughs> nine Disney, years. That's when Disney bought Lucasfilm. And that's when they announced episode seven, wasn't it? And Yes. I mean, the initial thoughts on that, for me, mate, boy, were... Oh. And I have actually said this. I was excited, but I was a bit worried. That part of me was like oh man it's not going to be the same it's not going to be the same but mm-hmm. then just the thought i remember um sticking on return of the jedi i think this is while <laughs> i was ill one time yes and I, I i remember even as a kid watching episode six and thinking almost being having a feeling of it like being bittersweet you know the whole occasion just being like wow this is my favorite film series and that's it Mm-hmm. That's everything. One to six. That's it. That's done. There is nothing beyond this apart from books and comics. And just in my heart, I thought, ah, oh, you know, it's not the same. It's not the same. And it's shut. It's such a shame that there isn't an episode seven. Um, and I do remember this is now uh, maybe shortly after the announcement. In fact, it was probably the announcement that, that um, made me watch the, um, the films again. And I was like, mate, this is exciting. This is 
nerve-wracking, but this is exciting. And I'll be honest with you, I wasn't, from that moment onwards, I wasn't, like, uh, watching and keeping up with all the stuff on forums just yet. I wasn't quite immersed back into that world. That came a wee bit later. Um, but those initial thoughts, that initial excitement, mate, boy, it, it, it was it was crazy. It was crazy and almost surreal. It was like part of me just didn't believe it, you know? Mm-hmm. Weird. What about yeah. you? Yeah, I, I remember thinking, wow, what an awful lot of money. That is four point something billion. That is literally the yeah. first thing I thought was like, wow, that's a lot of money. And you kind of, I hadn't quantified in my head that, oh, they'll make that back in, in, in a few years with merchandising and obviously with this episode seven, they've said. But um, mm. I found mm. it very exciting. It reminded me of when I remember seeing, uh, hearing that there was going to be an episode one. Um, I remember my dad telling me I was at my nan's house. I remember also being at my nan's house and reading in the Daily Mirror that the Lord of the Rings films were being made and thinking, that's exciting. Um, but now I was old enough now, I was old enough then, but I was old enough now in 2012 to realise that this is a big deal. This is a big deal because we'd be, it's been seven years since Revenge of the Sith. And like you said, you've, you've now got one to six. You've got that cohesive story. It works whether people like all the films is irrelevant. The one through six storyline works. Mm. As soon as I mentioned episode seven... I remember going back to watch uh, Return of the Jedi to get rid because again, after the prequels, like a lot of people, because you know there's nothing coming out, you kind of fall off the wagon. You never fall out of love with it, but you venture out and start watching other things. But went back to watch Jedi, get reacquainted with those characters again, and suddenly it's, you're thinking, wow, I mean, are we going to see Luke Skywalker again? At what's going to happen with Han Solo, Princess Leia, Lando, all these, the gang, you know, where, what, are we really going to find out their story next? This could be, this could be great. But then, like you said, there's that apprehension that this could also be rubbish. The prequels yeah. were, weren't universally loved. What's the tr- You know, there's always that worry that episode seven could be really bad. And then, you know, they've written themselves in a corner that they can't then do eight and nine or, so there's always apprehension. But the first thing I thought was it was exciting, mate. It was exciting yes. to know that they were going to open this world up again. And, uh, hopefully, hopefully bring back these characters then of course we've got the news that everybody's coming back well uh, mark hamill carrie fisher harrison ford they're going to be back alongside this this fresh new cast of young upstarts um some people like adam driver who'd been um working on things like girls donald gleason who'd been um working on potter and other stuff and potter. then sort of um, potter and then this young <laughs> um young rose daisy ridley now nobody nobody knew who she was she was in a in she was deleted from an in-betweeners movie she'd done a wily video and a uh very low budget horror film um and that was kind of really where she'd been at um so that was exciting but then mate we got that uh once sort of sort of the dust had settled and we hadn't really heard anything lucasfilm they dropped it didn't they that iconic black and white table read photo and that kind of then made everything feel very very real didn't it yeah that was that was mad and that was before we had a title yes. that was before that was before we really knew any details pretty much and it was weird because do you remember as well the fan posters that came out after that <laughs> like after we knew like who was going to be in the yep. films and whatnot and especially after good. the table read yeah some of them were really good and some i remember that, yeah some of them everyone thought dumb hall was gonna be the jedi yeah and, or luke's son yes 
Yeah. And it was like, oh, yeah, I can see that. I can see that happening. And yeah, I just think that's really, it, it, it was really interesting. Really interesting. I'm just looking but at yes, the that, now. That black and white photo. And I think that's where the excitement began because i think that was one of the things that uh oh, sorry that is where the uh fan began Thank um you. Hey, oh we love it prequel quote cheeky um <laughs> yeah i think when you when you look back that was one of the first things that really got the marketing train going you know the spice <laughs> train was really really on the roll then um because loads of like news agencies and papers and websites were now running this story first star wars look and yep. i remember looking at that and go wow no this is real yep, this is there. real this is this is happening and i remember thinking so when when is this coming out again when is this meant to be out and it, at that time it was just 2015 in fact i think it was uh at that time summer 2015 it was, it was wasn't it mm-hmm. they were saying may 2015 that was the plan but- Later, that obviously uh, changed. In fact, actually not long after, well, I say not long, later down the line, it was changed to uh, December, wasn't mm. it? Yep. Thank God for small mercies, because uh, that worked out quite well, which we'll probably mention later on. But I'm just looking at that table read now, man. It's just, you've got literally got R2 in a box in the background. You're not going to forget oh, R2. Great detail. The fact that you can just see Harrison Ford on 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 set on a new Star Wars film after all the hoopla of Harrison hates Star Wars and he hates Han Solo, he yep. he, he he wasn't always the biggest fan, but he's always said you know he didn't feel that his character had a need to come back. And what's the point of flogging a dead horse? However, JJ gave him reason to come back, and he came back twice for JJ Abrams. So, but you've got Harrison as Daisy talking to Carrie. God mm. rest his soul. Peter Mayhew's there. Kathy Kennedy, you got uh, what's that guy called? Anthony Daniels, you know that man. <laughs> oh, Tony yeah, Daniels, Mark yeah. Hamill, uh, Andy Serkis. There's Oscar Isaac, Boyega looking at Adam Driver like he's just said something really naughty. They're both kind of like, Ooh. and the Larry Kasdan as well. Man, <laughs> to be a fly on the wall <laughs> in that room, yeah, just imagine. Of course, we there's Mark Hamill. You're thinking, oh, Luke Skywalker's going to have a big role in this film. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. he he did. He read the scripts or on the and the little interlude parts but what but that, we didn't know that at the time no we, we didn't, didn't know man. that at the time we didn't know we, yeah, all we got was this photo and that's it it's like such that, a cool photo and that is it that's it that's all we got and then i think it wasn't until a, a, for a few months it went quiet yes and i remember um again i think i was just online i may have even been just on my laptop playing minecraft um something really basic and what was it i maybe i was on bbc news just having a flick um and this was on the 6th of november 2014 mate boy 6th of november 2014 a ran- it's like a random thursday i think it was yep um star wars tweeted the title to the film star wars the force awakens and it was it was one of those they were like, okay, right, so they've just done it from Twitter randomly. <laughs> yeah, it was like unceremoniously just dumped on Twitter. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. It was a Thursday, you're right, yep. Yeah, it was a Thursday. Oh yep. man, cool. Um oh, I'm pleased with that. Well, listen, it, it it was one of those things where you're like, Oh right, okay, bit anticlimactic, but oh well, you know, one of those. I, and I remember thinking, huh, that's different. The Force yep. Awakens. Hmm. Oh, it wasn't a title that I like jumped in the air and went, oh, that's perfect. It was one that kind of, uh, I think, got better over time. Yeah, I think same. I'll 
I'll be honest, it didn't take long. It didn't take long because I, I again, it's expectation, isn't it? And I, th- I think a lot of people had so many specific ideas of where this film should have gone. Yeah. Um, but, and, and, and Disney and Lucasfilm, JJ Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy, that, that the whole, the whole man, damn, the whole gang, they all knew that. You know, that's a heavy burden, man. Yeah, that's and a Larry Kelson as well. He, he would only come back to and Star Larry, Wars yeah. if he yeah. could do a solo film, but if he if he had to write script and if he could write to the correct storyline, which he thought he did. And yeah, I remember when they dropped it, I was at work um, and eventually logged on and just saw it, you know, a black background, Star Wars, The Force Awakens. And yeah, I, the first time I saw it, I thought, that doesn't sound right. I didn't dislike it, but I was like, because we were so used to, obviously, the the names of the other films that mm. I think it maybe it's just because it was just, it was just new. It was like, oh, Return of the Jedi, The Force Awakens. I thought it just doesn't sound, it doesn't click. But yeah, it, eventually it didn't take long because suddenly you started seeing it everywhere. You scroll on your Twitter, The Force Awakens. You just see it and planted in front of your face. Mm. You look at uh, entertainment websites, just got The Force Awakens as every other word. Um, so it doesn't take long before it got ingrained. But the first time I saw it, yeah, it it, it didn't grab me immediately. No. But then I'm not sure any of the sequel trilogy ones did. I mean, The Last Jedi maybe because it's so blunt. But um, yeah, I, yeah, I liked the title when I first heard it because of what you just said. It gave it gave the idea of right. What do you mean The Force Awakens? What's it been doing? Has it been has has there been a period of peace where there's been no need for a Force? Has have the Jedi or Luke's right, is he dead? Right, or what's right. going on here? I mean, so it it and this is kind of a lot of the for a lot of people where it where the fun began as well you see that you see the the table read photo you see the title cards we now know who's who the main cast is or are we now know what the film's called now we can start speculating a little bit and i remember going on the the cantina forums over our friends at star wars newsnet Uh, as soon as i saw this title i was like right i'm on and that was it from what was that like uh, november 2014 I was on those forums and I was looking at all the speculation and that was the beginning of no- November. We didn't have to wait long before we found out more info, mate. No, no, because I think with hindsight, this title really got people talking, speculating, you know, your, your proof of that. Um, but once yeah. again, Matty boy, I remember being in a curry house. I remember being in a curry house and OG listeners might remember this story. I remember this I remember- story. I was with some friends. I was with, I think, my friend Elliot, Rob, and Jake, and my friend uh, Winnie, who is my now my wife's best mate or one nice. of my best mates, was like, "Hey, Luke, have you seen the Star Wars trailer?" Yet? And I was like, "Uh, no, I did. I didn't know it was coming. I didn't know it was on its way." Yeah. Um. At first, I was like, no, she must be, it must, she must be wrong. No, she must completely, no, no, she must be completely wrong. But no, Matty boy, I, I, I went onto the internet with my NAF 3G phone at the time. This was 2014 people, different time, different era. Um, I went, I went on there with my phone and I just was loading it up, loading it up, loading it up, trying to load this thing up. It was there. This trailer was there, mate, boy. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, my son. <laughs> was that December, November the twenty eighth, twenty fourteen? That's yeah. dropped. And yeah. dude, Andy Circus, there has been an awakening. Soon as you hear that over the over the, the sands of what you believe is Tatooine, I guess at the time Tatooine. At the time, yeah. And then you get and then you get a jump scare where suddenly just vroom, oh, blimey, who's this guy? Finn and I really think this is a really effective teaser trailer. I'll tell you something, my boy and all our listeners. Films don't release teaser trailers for thirteen months out. This no. is a this was a fin. This was a big deal. You don't release marketing and a year and a bit ahead unless you're a Star Wars The Force Awakens and you know you can um you you can continue the hype train up until release. Because you see we get BB eight stormtroopers, you see Ray on a speeder the X-Wings over the lake. But what, and obviously the fact, the Falcon, what got people talking though, if you remember though, right? The, the theories was we see Kylo Ren stomping through the snow, stands yes. his foot down, saber ignites, nothing new, bish, bash, bosh, cross guard. There we go. Some people loved it. Some people hated it. The discourse almost started there, but um, I love that. I really wish that shot was in the film still. Cause it just, Kylo looks like an absolute boss in that scene. Me too. Put it up and just stamping about. I remember that. Of course, that's the iconic moment from from that particular trailer. The Falcon with the fanfare, seeing our new characters, hearing uh, Andy Serkis's voice. We didn't know really what or who he was at the time, but that shot of Kylo uh, is what got people talking. However, for me, I really like seeing the X-Wings over the lake, which we know is taking oh. now. But that Kylo Ren in the snow, mate, that was it because... We know Adam Driver's in it. We know he's. I think we knew he by the time he was going to be the bad guy, but we didn't know anything about it. You know, is he just going to be another Vader? What you know, is he going to have a mask? Is what's he going to? Is he going to have a robe? What's he going to look like? No, he's got a lightsaber which is crackling with angry energy, and it's a cross guard as well. So oh. we wanted something new from a new Star War. They gave it to us. We've got our ends lightsaber. I remember this trailer. It was only a minute or so, dude. Mm. I was uh, I was at home when it when it dropped in that evening, and dude, it was. It was so odd to see it. I mean, new Star Wars, because we don't know this Takadana. I don't know if that's Jakku. So to me, that's a stormtrooper has crash landed on Tatooine. It's like, I know that. I know that location. Uh, it's all, it's all slowly sort of sinking in now. But that first, I really think it's an effective first tease. It doesn't really give anything away, but it shows us stormtroopers, X wings, new characters, man, and the Falcon, of course. Ah, uh, it, mate, mate. It's so good. It's what? So good. So good. Yes. (laughs) It is. It really is special. I think it really is a special trailer. And Mm -hmm. maybe, or teaser trailer is actually uh, what it's called on the YouTubes anyway. But this got people excited, man. I, I wasn't sold. On the first few scenes, I was like, Stormtrooper, right, okay, Stormtrooper doesn't, the armor doesn't look quite right. In my head, this is in my head, right? Of course. No, no idea of the First Order or anything. Um, the B- BB-8, seeing BB-8 rolling, I was like, okay. You saw him rolling, ra- you hating. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I was like, okay, bit random, bit random. Um, bit and then it, it was the X-Wings shot. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Okay, no, this looks really good. This looks just something clicked. The penny dropped. The Kylo thing, I was like, whoa. And I think 
the that was really important because I remember seeing loads of people online saying, "Well, who's the villain? Like, what? Yeah. Wh- where's the bad guy? Who's the bad guy going to be?" So to get that out early, once again, maybe I think this is a really clever mm-hmm. thing, especially because the following year, only a few months later, was Star Wars Celebration, and really this this did kick the star wars marketing campaign into overdrive into hyperdrive sorry hyperdrive. Oh, hyperspace um you know a bit of that bit bit of this bit of that um and it really was consistent marketing like every few months if you think about it every few months we got something brand new for the force awakens up until december 2015 mm-hmm. and at this teaser trailer that's at when we find out it's actually uh december 2015 i think we knew a bit a wee bit prior to yes. this teaser but it was popularized you know that's when pretty much everyone else was like oh wow that's when it's coming out and matty boy i remember watching youtube reactors just reacting to this teaser trailer and i'd watch every single one and to see their excitement made me excited. That's it, and, I, mate. I, and it was just, it was, it was just this huge cycle, this huge spicy Star Wars filth bag cycle of goodness. <laughs> and you're just like, mate, this is getting, this is building up. This just we still uns- got a year to go. This unstoppable, wait for it, force of oh. hype. You know, and yeah, like you're it. right. A year to go. A year to go, and it was it was already hyping up. And I think at that time I was starting to look at YouTube channels, and loads of stuff was coming through on my recommendations, and I was watching them. And you know, it was like accidentally my my passion was there, and I was almost like dragged into. I was pulled into this fandom. It was mm-hmm. it was inevitable. You know, it was going to happen um, yeah. because it's always been there. But you know, I was too young during the prequels to be part of the internet fandom of star wars it was me and my, and, and my friends on the on the school ground or you know in the, in the parks and the woods and so this was very different very very different experience but wow that teaser trailer really kicked things into gear mate it did mate the forums are buzzing mate is you hear snoke there's been an awakening you know what star wars fans are like what does it mean what does it all mean have you felt it has who felt it um we obviously finally see our main characters you know a stormtrooper without his helmet on and of course all the ugly discourse around that but a stormtrooper without his helmet on we see ray who is of course you know what who's who's this character people are even talking about that speeder what was it made out of star wars fans oh yeah Um, of course the uh of course the um the bit of the end with carlo ren but the the it went into overdrive we didn't see any of our main our, our og cast of course so the fact that they weren't in it was getting people talking as well, you know. What's what's Andy Circus's role? Is he the new emperor? Is he like a Yuzan Vong type geezer? There was so many wild theories, and some not so far off the money either. That um, things started to really ramp up, and that's what made me excited. Got me. That's what was making me really very excited. Was just seeing what other yeah. people were coming up with. See, because I, I wasn't really watching the YouTubers of the time. I wasn't really just. I wasn't aware that there were reaction videos and that. Um, so I was obviously living in a bubble, but um, yeah, that was ace. And that kind of pushed us forward to uh, through to sort of 2015. Like you say, we're starting to get things dribbling through now. We're still a year out by the time that that trailer comes out. The months go by, the speculation ramps up. I do start mm. to notice more YouTubers coming up mm. uh, like mm. star Wars theory, for example, uh, coming out with um, at the time theory videos <laughs> who'd have thought um and then we get 
a bit more footage in April. So we're going seven months forward now by my uh, six months forward by my rudimentary maths there. And this one was at the convention, wasn't it? Oh, yes. Big yeah. time. Um, mate, I, 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 let, let's play it. Let's play the audio. Chewy. We're home. It's hard to not listen to that with a big old smile in your face it, and the old, the old hair standing up. Chewy. Really? We're home. Because the trailer, I'll say before, I'll say for the trailer, this is teaser trailer two. So, so far, second teaser trailer. Hey, I think this is a, I think this is a good teaser trailer. You know, the, I, I love, I love, 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 love the opening. We're panning across Jakku with the Star Destroyer, Little Ray on a speeder. And you've got Luke's um, voiceover narration. But that was from the Return of the Jedi. I knew it was, but we started seeing things like Vader's helmet. We see Luke Skywalker in R two. We yeah. see an alien hand give something, give a lightsaber to Leia, and then we got lots of kind of quick shots. And I'm thinking this is good. You know, they're showing our new cast. They're still not giving anything away. Some cool imagery there, like the iconic Kylo Ren Force Freeze. Um, ex- uh, Tie fighters blowing up other Tie fighters. But I'm thinking, okay, if, if this is all we're getting. It's a it's a tasty little teaser. It is what it is. It's it's teasing me. Right it's so good. December it is literally just so good. But um, it wasn't until it fades out and we hear Harrison Han Solo say that line where it really mm. elevated this teaser trailer to to damn near legendary status. Now, yes. It is. It is legendary. You know, you see T-shirts with the slogan on. You see, you see it everywhere. Like Chewy, we're home, and it, it it was that. It was. It was just perfect. It really was perfect. Just that moment, I think, was the right thing. And once again, the hype just was going up and up and up and up. More theories, more comments on videos, yes. more views on the internet. The, the hype train was again getting a wee bit quicker. We're starting to get to like Japanese bullet train levels now, guys. <laughs> you know, we're getting to places quick. And um, yeah, I adored this trailer. So much is in it. We see Luke with his hand on R2. I remember being part of a WhatsApp group chat, actually. And- yes. And people were talking about it. Like I wasn't even the one who posted the video. I think someone else did. I was like, oh, yeah, look look at this. Look at this. And I'd already seen it. And loads of just like, and I, I just, I want to say normal people. <laughs> like, <laughs> not geeks like know. us. Yeah. Drooling not, nerds like us. Right, right. So not us. But just like average, average uh, film goers, you know, they they were all talking about this Star Wars film, and I was like, mate, like this is getting out of hand, you yeah. know. Like, everyone's getting involved in this hype, and mate, it, it. But it was like that. It really, really was like that. Yes, this thing was. was starting to to really pick up, and even regular people ran the coffee machine at work start to say oh yeah did you see the new star wars thing yeah i think this but like, people are building opinions and that's you can such see a- harrison ford back yes yes i think that was a big deal as well, well. sorry too, to interject you but that's what is no, so special on. because of what i mentioned earlier on nobody ever thought they'd, they'd see harrison ford back as han solo you know you nobody thought in a million years is going to happen um but 
to to have Harrison as Han Solo next to Chewie on the Falcon say those words, Chewie, we're home. It was yeah. almost as much of a relief that it, there he is, there's the main man. Harrison's a grumpy old so-and-so, but we all love Harrison. And to see him up there looking like Han with Chewie on the Falcon, he's home. It, it, oh, man, it was almost like Harrison was almost admitting it to himself, you know. This is yes. where it all began. You know, American graffiti is one thing, but this is where it all began. Um, so, yeah, I think it, part of it was also just, there he is, man. It, look, had, had, had it been Carrie Fisher and Leia, the place would have gone mad. Had it been Luke Skywalker and Mark Hamill, the place would have gone mm-hmm. mad. Mm-hmm. But there's something mm-hmm. about Harrison and Han Solo which just gets people going, man. And Chewie, so right? Perfect. And, and Chewie, Chewie mustn't forget Peter is Chewie as well. There was something about those two together that just gets the pulses going, and it was perfect for them to be the ones to end off this teaser trailer. And again, we're seven months out from the film here, yeah. um, mate. So we're uh, eight months. My maths is awful today. We're eight months out from the film still. And we're left with that. So, of course, like you say, the internet is ablaze. And it's honestly, I'm I'm getting excited to thinking about it. We're gonna we'll, we'll give our thoughts and all that more towards later. But, God, oh man, it's so exciting when this came out. Well, it wasn't oh. that long after that we got the Vanity Fair uh, publication, the yeah. exclusive cover issued to the Force Awakens. And once again, this was a surprise to be sure, but welcome one. You're welcome um, one. And that released on the 7th of May 2015, and it, it had exclusive uh, photographs and by none other than uh, Annie Leibovitz, yes. the, the famous Annie Leibovitz. Legend. And she did some fantastic photos, fantastic photos. And I think the cover was the one with uh, Chewie, Han, BB-8, Finn, and Ray yep. in, in the oh. cockpit of the Millennium yes. Falcon. Ray still has her headpiece on. Yep. Not sure um, her hair. Yes, yes. So, uh, I mean, it was, it again, it was just really surreal to look at these images and think, oh, my days, this is actually happening, isn't it? This, is, this isn't going anywhere, like, anytime soon. This isn't going away anytime soon, is what I should have said. And, uh, wow, wow, I- I- excitement. Did you see those? Do you remember seeing those oh, come out? Oh, dude, I, I do remember. I remember seeing those all over the net. Just seeing, again, as the front cover of the magazine says, the new heroes, the old heroes, the high stakes. I love mm. to be a stakes, oh, sometimes, but just that picture. Again, They we now know that The Force Awakens, in terms of the OG, was Harrison's film, in terms of the three uh, returning main cast members. So they put him front and centre. He was in the obviously that last trailer, um, and he's now on the front cover with Chewie, Ray, Finn, and BB-8. So I think that was again very clever. You know, you 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 mm. use Harrison Ford to use his star power and use the fact that we've got Han Solo back. Mm. So mm. they they know mm. what they're doing. But the photos are just they're just cool. I mean, it's, they were just cool to see the, the the old guard, the new heroes, little BB-8 there. Again, they really went hard on BB-8 before this film came out. They pushed BB-8 big time, like 8 would do with the Porks. BB-8 was to Force Awakens selling point to kids. But yeah. they, it, that Vanity Fair, they showed the Falcon looking all beat up and ugly inside. They showed, look, we're, we're going to make this thing look ugly again, like the first three films did. Everything looked beat up. Everything looked used. Everything looked lived in. And mm. uh, Annie Leibovitz is a legendary f- photographer anyway. So if you're going to get someone to kickstart the uh, the hype train again, even further, you get Annie Leibovitz in. But yeah, the, the, uh, the front cover was great. The uh, pitch, the inside was great. We had the more candid shots of them all together. Then we saw some of the other characters, like 
uh, Poe hanging well, off I'm, his X-wing. I'm sure. I'm sure you're right with the X-wing thing with Poe. Yeah, that and the color looks really like right cool. beefcake, doesn't he? The choice of colours, fantastic. But I'm sure this is the first time we see Kylo Ren without a helmet. We see Adam Driver yet yeah, for the first yeah. time. And that got people talking as well because it wasn't what they expected. I think they expected no. to see like a scarred, ugly villain. Instead, they got this pretty hunky, you know, guy with a with great hair, basically. Yeah, yeah. It was, I remember again, that conf- almost confused the internet a little bit. People were like, hang on, what? What's this guy? What, who, who's this guy? <laughs> what's, what's he about? Who's this yeah. hero over there? Yeah. Oh, villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the photos are fantastic. And once yes. again, a little bit of spice, a little bit of spice that we got kind of at the, uh, at the end of spring. You know, and then and then it was time for the summer Force oh. Awakens hype. And at this point, we started thinking, hang on, we're only, if you think about it, we're only a few months away from the Force Awakens. And I remember thinking that. I do remember thinking at one point, I think I was at work, yep. saying, hang on, we're six months away from the Force Awakens, from a new Star Wars. Oh. Wow. Dude. Oh. Yeah. Because uh, I've been, because I was on those forums and message boards so often. I got really impatient. It was like June, July time. I was like, oh, we've still got, we've still got six, seven months to go yet. Because I, know, I, know. Uh, I guess like we did with Tross, because we were so, we were all over that for the year before that it just wouldn't come quick enough. And the force awakens was no different. Um, and we got into the summer month. The sun is shining. We know there's a star war going. They let, they let us chill for a few months. And then came San Diego comic con in 2015. Uh, and this is where we got, uh, these tasty little morsels. Real sets. Practical effects. You've been here, but you don't know this story. Nothing's changed, really. I mean, everything's changed, but nothing's changed. That's the way you want it to be, really. To see the way the technology has evolved, and yet keeping one foot in the pre-digital world. It couldn't be more exciting. It's still surreal. We are here on day one of Star Wars Episode 7. Yeah, yeah. How incredible is that? Man, <laughs> imagine being on set on day one, man. Don't, don't. Do you know what? I've got a funny story about this because it wasn't long after this came out that I actually went on a, like a big group of us went to Alton Towers. Nice. Um, and we and we went camping like nearby in like Derbyshire, somewhere in Derbyshire, and we're driving to Alton Towers. And um, believe it or not, our boy Isaac Pevy was there, <laughs> and I remember Isaac and I hyping this behind the scenes trailer <laughs> yes and the whole weekend we were just going real sets practical <laughs> effects <laughs> you know, that sounds like that, something you two would do that's like we were doing that the whole weekend it was perfect um Mayboy, i don't think people realize like how much of a big deal the effects were in this film I think people have kind of forgotten about it because before episode seven, the force awakens Hollywood and the film industry in general was just so full of CGI green screen. I mean, it was, it really was everywhere. And for the new star Wars film, they were like, yeah, we're going to be doing a lot of practical effects, like a lot. 
And I remember that being mentioned almost everywhere. Do you, you remember that? And then, yes. And then, we, and then we got this, and I was like, just to remind you, there's a lot of physical things in this film. Like <laughs> we've got models, we've got stuff that's on fire. Yeah, they're actually on fire. It's not just like CG. We're not like we've actually set this thing on fire, and it's sitting there burning like a cockpit of a tie fighter, so on and so forth. So I thought that that was really really special yeah and a lot of it was the we were still in our kind of prequel fallout era at the time there was the idea which i still which i do buy into that disney wanted to kind of distance themselves from the prequels a little bit to tell their own story and as we now know nine well at this point in the story six years later um you know disney have uh, embraced the prequels and they're loving it at the time though (laughs) you know they were still very aware that the prequels came with that stigma of blue screen, green screen, tennis balls on sticks, and they really hammered home real sets, practical effects. And this isn't this this is as tangible and as real as possible. And they want, and mm. you know, especially for the newcomers coming in, like um, certainly Daisy Ridley, for her who struggled uh, on the first few days off weeks of production, she'll be the first to say that. If you ever speak to her, I wish I could. Um, mm. Mm. I imagine it would have been, you know, immeasurably worse. If, the, if it was done on the green screen and there's nothing to bounce off, obviously being on set um, would have helped massively. And they really and, did push home and, you know, they, yeah, yeah. They, and, and they, they really did push home that it was this, it, we're all in this together. You know, we're here where everybody's, everybody's in for this. There's a real passion yeah. emanating from, from the cast Oscar Isaac, our boys. It's being done with such love and such enthusiasm from everybody. And I think you'll be able to feel that coming off screen. Uh, mm. And of course, we haven't seen the film, so that does, that that feels like kind of like insert comment here. But no, oh, you believe it, man. You and when the it. actors when when the actors are coming out with that stuff, man, like you you just do, you do you do think, yeah, this is going to be special, isn't it? It's, like, the, it's the way they say it. Sometimes yeah. you can be like, oh yeah, yeah, you're going to love it. Go watch it, you know, and then they walk off. You can really feel it, man. Like when JJ's like, welcome to day one of star mm. you can you can tell that he's kind of like this is a big moment just saying these words man everybody knew what they signed up for and i think everybody knew during it that they'd made something at the time they they knew was pretty special yes absolutely mate absolutely and in this clip and by the way i love the like piano in this <laughs> so good so good uh, we see our so boy Sandy Mohan yes. is a stormtrooper who oh, oh, we we of course had the privilege of interviewing at the Nerd Base weekend a the few weeks ago. Well. Yeah, proper cool guy. So he's a London boy, and he? he's a he's an English Local lad. Boy, so it was, huh? Yeah, it was really cool, really good. And uh, uh, doing the research for this, that's actually where I noticed it. I was like, oh, it's Sandeep. Here he is. <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> he was in the film. We know he was in the yeah. film. Uh, yeah, it was that just was cool though, man. It was just cool seeing Sandeep and then thinking, man, the amount of times I watched this behind the scenes trailer just on repeat. So that felt really, really cool. Um, but that was in July and July 2015, we didn't actually hear much else. And on the countdown to The Force Awakens, people were getting restless. People wanted a trailer. I remember, I remember going this. onto stuff like Instagram. And do you, do you remember people were like, trailer please yeah, drop where's, the trailer where's, oh that really it, they, people do it now and it's one of my biggest bugbears trailer mm. please drop the trailer just go outside there there was a lot 
go outside honestly it really winds me up announce so and so just go away um i remember though because because april to july felt like a long time and we got this behind the scenes uh little scissor rule which was wonderful and it just kept the momentum going it didn't need to at the time because that ship was gone people were already in but it kept the hype going but we were getting spoiled uh july august september october we only had to wait a few months mate but there was a lot of people clamoring for a trailer and i remember people were getting really impatient we're not we've only got a few months out from the film where's the trailer where's the trailer and mm-hmm. and that kind of mm-hmm. speaks to the attitude of of people nowadays in a social media generation but we've been whipped into such a frenzy with this fairly constant stream every few months of content plus the speculation not just on the message boards but in the outlets on the uh on the online on social media everywhere people just couldn't get enough of the force awakens but what they wanted was some footage some tangible Mm. real footage mate yes i so i remember being on the cantina the forum that we met on the one you mentioned earlier now just to clarify mabel and i did not know each other at this point were you working in basildon at the uh, time. Yes, I was, mate. I was. Um, I spent. Uh, I, I'll mention that uh, uh, in closing. But yes, I was working in Baz. Yeah, so that's funny, actually. But so we were only a few meters away from each other, kind of <laughs> oh, soaking no. up this excitement. Now, I do remember loads of debate going online um, about people saying, "Oh no, the trailer is going to be this time, this time, this time," and then some guy just bowls it in like an absolute tank and says, "Bruv, it's going to be." On this day, mm-hmm. it was a Monday in America for Monday night football, like NFL, so not yep. football, football, you know, American football. Yeah, and football. Uh, Yeah, fake football. Um, and they were like, look, it's going to be on this day. And yep. loads of people seemed to back it. And this is at a time like people still uh, – I didn't know who was a leaker. I didn't know what was legit. You know, this was yeah, early same. days into this modern Star Wars fandom, really. And um, no, I, I do remember – going to bed that night and thinking because of the time difference yep, and stuff, I wasn't going to be able to sit till the next day yeah, till the morning. So I, I do remember Matty boy actually going to sleep and thinking, wow, Star Wars trailer in a few hours. And this is mm-hmm. the trailer. This isn't a teaser. This isn't teaser two. This isn't trailer. teaser three. This is a trailer, more dialogue, more shots, more action. More what are we going to get? What are we going to get? And I do remember in the early a.m., I think it must have been about 4 a.m., 5 a.m. I was so excited (laughs) that I did actually get up and I checked my phone and the trailer was there. And I I decided not to watch it. And I decided, well, at least I know that the rumors were true and then it happened and it's there. And I went back to sleep and then I woke up early in the morning and I watched it, mate. Who are you? I'm no one. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Stand in our way. 
what you started. There are stories about what happened. It's true. The music, the goosebumps, just let it in. Oh, what did Vader start? Let who who, let what in? Who's letting it in? Oh, I was raised (laughs) to do one. Oh man, honestly, (laughs) yeah. Remembering rewatching this for for the episode, man. It's it was fantastic. Like you, Mm. I I knew I was going to wake up to it. Well, I believed it was because I believed people online uh, sometimes foolishly. But I woke up in the morning. It was there. I laid in bed. I watched it and I watched it again. And I was absolutely just hooked, mate. It was, it was, I know, I know a lot of people uh, in hindsight have said, oh, I don't know if it's that good or not. It was, and I don't care if I sound like a biased fanboy now, or maybe it's because that music is just unreal. Phenomenal. We get, it starts with Finn, a little bit about Finn. Then we get, find out a bit about Ray, then a little bit of Carlo Ren. And then, uh, and then we fight. Then Han Solo. It's true, all of it. Classic again. Dark side of the Jedi. It's all real. You know, I'm sorry. Oh, it's the guys. Mate. It's a load of old hokey old religions, man. And it was the trailer. I think again, it it didn't really give much away for the plot, as we know. JJ the mystery box, and there was so much secrecy, despite things being leaked eventually. Uh, this the only thing that this didn't do was really tell us what the film was about. It just kind of told us who was in it and a very kind of top level idea that, well, you know, someone's got to let the force in and Han Solo has come to his senses. It wasn't really much to go on, but when it comes to Star Wars, sometimes all you need is pictures and images to sell people. And this, this, this pushed the hype wagon over the edge, mate, this did. Well, like with Star Wars in so many ways, it was a feeling this trailer just delivered a feeling and it was indeed i think like you said the mix of imagery the actors involved the characters just the the line it 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 was immeasurable it was immeasurable. just it, because for me my boy it raised it, it it raised a lot of questions and i was like hang on what what's that what's this who's that like what what's going on here just, and again yeah. more more of the brilliant visuals the 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 cinematography just looks fantastic and the music it it just went it it just went in matty boy it went ham and i was just there for it and i remember the next day tickets went on sale boom what a brilliant went on sale straight after the trailer dropped mate 
what a brilliant way to do a trailer what yeah. what f- i mean the marketing for this film was just absolutely incredible oh, the cinemas couldn't handle it i don't know if you remember i i ordered mine for the odeon in chelmsford i'd heard on twitter beforehand that the the servers for the cinemas in the uk were gone down because of the demand it's true mm-hmm. it's, it's true all of it they just did not anticipate the amount of the surge of pe- of people wanted to buy tickets and they didn't have the bandwidth to, to handle it. So View, Odeon, Cineworld, other cinemas are available. All of their ticketing systems went down. So you'd have to, I, w- I remember sitting there at work, like my little window, like in the corner of my screen, sort of, come on, come on, like refreshing, can I get my tickets? And I finally got the, my tickets and I was so, so chuffed when I got them. But yeah, I was like, well, I was, I was genuinely scared. I was like, what happens if I if 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 this goes on all day and I miss out getting miss getting tickets for opening night because I don't want to be spoiled. But I remember the demand was such that, and I know it's happened in other parts of the world in the states as well. But they didn't uh, anticipate the amount of people wanted to see this, and obviously for future releases they they sorted their IT out. But that's what I remember, mate, is seeing at work on a cold October morning trying to get tickets, and I finally got them, and feeling like a weight had been lifted. It just felt like Star Wars was just heating up because, again, the forums were going crazy. We had now a trailer. We had the teasers. We had more information. I'm pretty sure there was another Vanity Fair article that was coming out. Yeah. And then and then we started seeing the tie-in merch. Yeah. We saw the toys. We saw Force Friday. Yes. I remember going into Toys R Us back when it existed in Basildon yeah. after work one time on a Friday on the Friday and walking in and I, I I was a kid again, mate. I was a kid again. And I thought, Oh my word, this is magical. This is absolutely magical. And just seeing all the kids there picking up all these toys and getting excited, like playing around with all the lightsabers. It was really emotional. And bear in mind, guys, this is in, in, in really the space of a year or so we've gone from thinking, Oh, I'm not sure if this is going to happen. And I'm not sure if this is going to be any good. Like, I have a bad feeling about this in mm. places. I felt like that in places to being, I'm fully on board. Kids are on board. Adults are on board. Everyone's on board. The whole fandom was on board. And that was a very unique feeling, a very unique experience. The, the Battlefront game, Matty Boy, that was very, it was limited. It didn't have a campaign mode. I was disappointed <laughs> about that. I didn't care. I played that so much with friends, so much with friends. And it, all around that time, I remember squadding up with my mates on, on that game and just playing on Endor and thinking, oh, my days, this is incredible. This feels I started, like Endor. I began watching Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. Because it was all Star Wars. I was at that point where I was like, man, I'm consuming so much Star Wars media. You know, I can watch... And I and at the time I was driving up to Birmingham a lot to see my missus, who well, who became my wife at the time. We were we were just uh, in courtship, yes. and um, I, that's how I got into Star Wars podcasting. I was driving like three, four hours up to Birmingham, like a couple of times a month. <laughs> it was long. <laughs> There's only so yeah, much like you can listen to albums and like I hear that. And, and and radio and i was like do you know what i i, I want to hear some uh, hear some conversations and um it was it was just so exciting mate so exciting and before you knew it, it you know the the months were weeks and then the weeks became days and, yeah. and then the days became hours and minutes yeah and- yeah li- literally 
literally have. we got it we did get a force ride in the uk i remember in uh, london daisy ridley and john Boyega were there at midnight in oxford street at the disney store they were there with the fans um which was pretty cool a few months before we'd had the packaging released so we we, we all remember like the classic prequel packaging and the colors now we had kylo ren was the face of the force awakens line packaging uh amazon and of course you know we know our friends over in the states they go big or they go home they went big Amazon, Toys R Us, Target, Walmart, uh, everywhere w- was was having their own events. They were um, open at the crack of midnight. People dressed up. You know, it it must have been so so fun. And we got all of the the uh, the characters coming out. We got to see Constable Zuvio, Elowasti, yep. Sarko Plank, Tido. I remember there being a Kylo Ren figure that spoke, and people were analysing the quotes. Yes, to the lights and. Uh, I will, um, together we can enjoy the resistance, destroy the resistance and last Jedi. Um, I remember like there's one of Finn when he's saying, I should never have rescued you. Uh, we go back to Jakku, we die. And, uh, Kylo's uh, saying that weapon is mine. And I just remember people getting really sort of over the top about what could all this mean. There was one about Phasma where she says, you know, submit your blast for inspection. It's the first time we ever heard Kylo Ren's voice and Phasma and f- uh, not Finn. Uh, in terms of a, in terms of a masked up Kylo Ren, um, mm. because Force Friday obviously came out before um, that came out in September, so that was before that final trailer. So this is the first time we'd heard their voices, man. So that was excited for me, mate. The journey to the Force Awakens line started in in publishing, and there was what nineteen books or or uh, nineteen tie in novels i'm not going to go through all of them well but some of them as we know lost stars the aftermath trilogy shattered empire um the short stories the before the awakening series it was exciting mate just getting these little tidbits that you know we don't know what ties in what doesn't new lore new planets new characters 30 years later what's happening that 30 year time period it was exciting time to be a fan man and it was yeah and it was all building up like you say to to that moment and shout out to battlefront had a lot of fun with that i still do now but it was all building up like you say mate to 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 uh the day of release and because the premiere came and went with fanfare good buzz was coming out hold on this may actually be quite good the buzz coming out is that this is pretty good this in fact it's very good people are saying in fact it's really very good suddenly it became real some people have been there since they were six years old but this was real, man, wasn't it? That, yeah, that hype it, from the premieres. It, it was, for me, it was hearing about the premiere and I was driving home from work um, and I was listening to Radio 1 and um, on the way home and someone said, right, I've seen it. It's official. I've seen The Force Awakens. Oh. And they go, right, tell us, how is it? Just quick, tell us how it is. And they go, amazing they use those like words they're like amazing go and see it avoid spoilers and at that point i'm like mate i'm like what are you joking quivering i had to turn off the internet basically because i I went went on on the friday as 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 people know in in the uk we get it on a thursday we would usually get it a day before as with uh, many countries we get it um the day before the u.s so um there were people seeing it uh, on the Wednesday midnight. So like technically one minute past on, on, on that Thursday. 
And um, I remember even my mum saying, oh, yeah, young lad at work went and saw it this morning. You know, and this was a few hours before I was going to sit, and I thought, you're joking me. This is it now. This is all becoming very, very real, isn't it? Yep. So, May Boy, it, it, it was amazing. And then, obviously, you know, we we got there. We got to the cinema, big group of um, my friends, my brother, my family. We all went and saw it, and it was amazing. And, and the hype it was it was there and it lasted for a while even even after that first opening opening weekend but wow i mean what a magical experience absolutely wonderful i remember it very well mate it's a time of time of the year as well mate it's the holiday season as it's called uh, it gets mm. dark early mm. it gets it gets cold and all the lights are out it looks lovely um but this time the the, the only celebration i cared for was the Force Awakens coming out that mm. cold old December night? Because I went on a blackout as well on a spoiler blackout. Um, took the day off work because I wasn't missing out. <laughs> I wasn't getting stuck in Chelmsford traffic. I tell you that right now. Uh, went and had some dinner beforehand. Um, got just got buzzed and sitting down. It's the only time I've sat in a cinema and just was wishing the trailers would just go away. I love missing trailers. Just get out of here. I ain't come to see you. The wind and mm. lights went down. It, it was just like anticipation. People literally went, oh, and then it just went dead silent. Lucasfilm logo, the long time ago, and it is the, it, it felt like everybody held their breath waiting for that moment when the fanfare just smashed in. And when it did, there, there, there was no cheering or anything like that particularly, but you could feel the giddiness in the room where this is what everyone had been waiting for. The majority of people who had gone to see it as soon as, as early as possible had been waiting probably since 2012 for this moment, seeing episode seven, the force awakens scrolling up. Like this doesn't feel real. And it didn't feel the whole film didn't feel real, felt very surreal the whole time. I knew I liked it though. I knew I liked it an awful lot, um, but it didn't feel real watching it. And then coming out, you kind of, you kind of spoil it for yourself in the in the beginning by getting so excited where you almost feel like you can't absorb what's going on because you're almost like on edge hoping that it remains as good as it does. Please keep being good. And it's not only to at the end when you almost feel exhausted because you can kind of breathe a sigh of relief that what I've just seen was in fact fabulous. And it felt yes. right. I don't, I don't care if it felt like um, an iteration of all the other films put together. Great. It needed to. I understood mm. that. I love mm, the new characters. Mm, I love mm. the new music. I love the the OG coming back. It felt right. Everybody in the um, in the cinema coming out was digging it, mate. Um, and as for spoilers, I remember there being a spoiler culture. I told you before. I was looking at a recipe for desserts online a couple of days later. Nothing to do with Star Wars in the comments. Capital letters. Han Solo uh, is killed by his son, Kylo Ren. Well, okay, yeah, that yeah. sort of, I don't want to say this Force Awakens bred the spoiler culture of people being silly, but it, it really kind of was rife at the time. So, um, and I know, I know people who were spoiled, which I think is, um, is a shame, but it was probably, it's one of my, it's the best cinematic experience I've ever had. And it's one of the fun, most fun memories I've had, man, just to build up the excitement, the hype, mm. the reading it all, playing the games, reading the books, and then to have that final product be what you expected or what you wanted it to be, what you hoped it to be, mate, was something else. And I don't think, and, I, and, I, and I'll put it on record, I don't think any other Star Wars that comes out in future will ever 
match this hype. You know, whether it's comparable to Phantom Menace, who knows? I, 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 well, I do know, but I'm not willing to say whether it was or not. They're both as It was huge. different. It was, different. It was a different and style, but I, I don't think di- any Star Wars is going to become anywhere near this level of hype again, mate. I don't know. I don't think it ever will do. I don't know, because with the prequels, that there was that was it. That was it. Like, there yep. was no promise of anything, whereas now we, we know for a fact there is going to be Star Wars. So it's just completely different. So you're probably right. But with Phantom Menace, you know, Phantom Menace for so many people just didn't deliver. This did. Yeah. This yeah. really did for many, 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 many people. And I think really that is that is the legacy of The Force Awakens, probably one of the greatest bits of film hype in history, in cinematic history. And a fantastic legacy. And, you know, that that isn't a bad thing to remember at all. You know, nope. Force Awakens, mate, 2015, what a ride. Six years, mate. I got misty-eyed thinking about it at work, mate. Hearing you and I talk about it, mate, has been incredible to go back and revisit. And it's a time I'll always want to revisit, mate, because it's the magic of Star Wars, isn't it? Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. <laughs> Hi, this is Jamie Dew from the Duel of the Fates audio series, and you are listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. (laughs) Wipe my eyes, dry my eyes, thinking about reminiscing about the good times in a time when everything felt easy, especially in terms of being a Star Wars fan or creator, everything just felt easier everything just felt a bit more mellow and relaxed whilst also being mental um before anything before the silly times however because of that absolute hype train we've just been on i'm exhausted therefore i need a tipple to get my spirits back up again thankfully we we've parked outside our favorite dusty drinking hole the bantina shall we let's do it mate yeah come on come on come on each week, uh, as we do, we sit down with you lots, the greatest listeners in the galaxy. We have a couple of Kef beers, sequel trilogy, whilst we get your thoughts and our main discussion. So we wanted to know what were your memories of the Force Awakens hype? Feels good to be talking sequels, doesn't it? Yeah, we, man. You know, it just it feels lovely. It feels really good. Uh, the Padawan Angler said this. It was a dream come true to be able to see a star wars saga film in theaters the moment i saw the lucasfilm logo on screen man i was just so happy the hype before was level level 11 lol um fantastic what a way to open this spicy banter section mate um adrian chorley the legend sent us through this naughty little voice message let's hear it build-up to The Force Awakens was masterful, a combination of efforts across all media catapulting Star Wars back to the centre stage after so long away. It was clear from the moment that we got the first footage through to that final trailer that this was a relaunch built on the foundations of the original trilogy, one that was aiming to please a broad audience in a way George Lucas arguably failed to do with the prequel trilogy. The Force Awakens then went on to live up to that hype, perhaps more than anyone could have possibly imagined. Where the start of the prequels was dogged by an overwhelming narrative of disappointment with The Phantom Menace, The Force Awakens pleased almost everyone, critics, fans, newcomers alike. No amount of revisionism now will erase what was a phenomenal return to form then. 
It and the films that followed have also succeeded in their primary task of creating a new generation of fans who are too young at the moment but will, in time, find their voice in the way those who were young for the prequels recently have. The Force Awakens and the four films that followed will provide their nostalgia in 20 to 30 years' time. Star Wars is generational, and the ushering in of this particular era is a memory I will look back on fondly for the rest of my life. What an absolute tank. We love to hear it, Adrian. (laughs) Especially the generational stuff, you know, you're so right, mate. You're so right. Adrian always gets it, so thank you very, very, very much for that, mate. An epic voicemail once more to mark an epic occasion. Uh, Miss Jedi said, I was so excited on my way to the theatre, this guy I knew ruined it by literally posting what happened online in a group comment section where we said, no spoilers. He thought he was being funny. I was not amused. Miss Jedi, I certainly hope he is not your friend anymore, because that is uh, douchebaggery of the highest order. Uh, Will Beeman said, I would do anything to go back in time and do it all over with you there, uh, Will, mate. Uh, And the King of Wales, Luke Summerfield, he dropped in with this little voice message. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? The hope for the Force Awakens was unreal. The stores were bouncing. Daisy Ridley's Instagram was bouncing. It was such a good time for fans all across the globe. I remember me and my wife went to see it and we were constantly having to check the time because the car park was shut at midnight. 11.55pm, Ray was taking the Jedi steps, which then led us to an Indiana Jones-style run back to the car park. Interesting thing though, my wife always believed from the very first moment she saw Force Awakens that Ray was linked to cloning Palpatine etc from the very first viewing mind blowing anyway the second viewing we took my sons in their little tiny stormtrooper costumes and they loved it keep your spicy sessioners and remember Palpatine loves a good Star Wars hype nice one Mrs Summerfield will she she knew what none of us did. I remember you saying that before, Lukey Boy, that your wife managed to mm-hmm. decode the sequel trilogy um, before J.J. Abrams managed to do so. So, honestly, mate, love hearing <laughs> stories of what it was like with um, partners and kids as well. So, mate, thank you so, so much for hearing your rich Welsh tones uh, and providing an- another shot of positivity. Matt, you are you are too much sometimes. <laughs> before J.J. Abrams... Uh, yeah, oh. naughty J.J. You clever, clever lad, mate boy. Uh, up next, Albert Arrows said, cautiously optimistic. I'd say that I love about 60% of it, hate 20% of it, and think 10% of it is just okay. Uh, about the other 10%. Who, yeah, no, that's it. 60, 20, 10. Yeah, the other 10% is just up for, it's up for debate. <laughs> it was destroyed by Starkiller Base. That's it. NPH Goober said, definitely not excited, hopeful that with the return of Star Wars that it might also mean more TV shows and other content, which did end up happening, but was definitely not satisfied with the, with the movies produced. And finally, Dennis Skywalker said, this one was the best experience of my life. Wow. What an absolute legend. A nice little mix of responses there too, mate, boy. So, um, but all in all, it was a really 
positive affair. I mean, even our polls on uh, on the interwebs mm-hmm. were overwhelmingly uh, in favour of the Force Awakens. Were they satisfied with it? Well, yeah, most people were by a long shot. So. And, and once again, this is coming off the back of the prequels, man. Like, not everyone is going to understand that, and I get that. But it, it's just, it's really nice to see. Really nice yeah. to see. That's it, mate. Whereas the, the, the biggest criticism at the time was it felt too much like a new hope. Well, hell, I'll take that as a criticism compared to what it could have been. We then got a Rogue One, and everything seemed very bright from then on. So, um, yeah, it was a great time to be a Star Wars fan, and it still is now nothing's changed but it was just a different time because everything felt possible at that time and it was it'll never be replicated for me again mate so uh we got like luke said we got a lot of poll responses we've got a lot of dms about this we've got a lot of um social media posts so thank you every single one of you who posted whether you liked it or you didn't like the film thank you uh and if you didn't hear your voice or your message played in this edition of the band tina we'll do everything we can to try and get it in another edition of the band Tina. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast. Yes, that is right. It is the <laughs> spiciest part of the Bantina, but about Bantina. And to kick us off is our boy, not the ex-Prime Minister. No, no, no. Just a Scottish Star Wars fan. It's Gordon Brown. Um, he asked this, Matty boy. He asked, hi, guys. Bit of a buzz around Rogue One this week. Yes, that is true, Gordon. It was trending on Twitter last week, wasn't it? So it so. should be. So it should. And rightly so, he goes on to say. It's Ace. But it got me thinking. And or was it the right choice of character for a spin-off series? I I would what I'd much rather, sorry, have heard about Jin and some of her exploits with Saw's Rebels. Or even more so, Bodhi. Rook Bodhi! Rook! I'd Gargle love to know more. <laughs> I'd love to know more about his escape from the Empire and why he turned to the Rebel cause. Keep up the great work. Hashtag Spice Train. Um, What a lad. Butchered it a little there. Uh, Sorry, Gordon. Uh, Matty boy, what are you saying about Gordon's spicy question? It's a good question, mate, and it really is because we're just so used to the idea of Andor now. But when it was first released, there was, a, again, seemingly out of nowhere, they just dropped our by the way. We're doing an Andor show and Diego's coming back. Mm. Um, a lot of pe- there was scepticism as like, well, you know, spoilers. He, he died in Rogue One. Where's where's the story to be told? I've always been on board with this man for the reasons that I've always said. Long time listeners will know. Spy, thriller, espionage the seed of rebellion you know it's, it's exciting you know they're under the iron hill at the time under the iron fist so it, there's a lot a lot of uh, potential and promise for good storytelling there but so i'm i'm excited for andor but mm. to entertain the question which i'm more than happy to do uh, Jin and her exploits with saws rebels that doesn't necessarily excite me and i know um i know luke will throttle me through the uh, airwaves here but we've got rebel rising We've got the Beth Revis really good book about you know, Jin growing up with Saw and what they got up to. That's fine by me because um, also it wouldn't always be Felicity Jones as well. You'd have to get a much younger actor, not that she's old, to play her when she started or like make her look really young. Uh, uh, so 
uh, that, that that doesn't necessarily excite me. And again, I think that book's really, really good. So that that was good for me. Uh, Bodhi Rook, that's more that, that is quite exciting now because at that same time you could also use Mads Mikkelsen as Galen Erso. Um, but if, with Bodhi, was was he always wanting to get out of the Empire, or was it you know not long before he actually decided to make the plunge? So again, it depends on that time scale. If it's you know if, if he'd been trying to get out for years, then you've got a story to tell there. But what is the story? You know, disgruntled worker wants out of his job. I like the idea of it, but I think the Andor one has got the most scope and breadth for the best story because you can you can bring in so many other characters because Andor is a field agent, an operative, working underneath Draven, Mothma, Guerrera could be there as well. You know, there's uh, Organa, Bale. You know, they they all fit into that Andor story, whereas they don't mm. necessarily fit into any of the other ones. I think so. I think for storytelling and lore and expanding the era, I think Andor was the correct choice, mate. Yeah, do you know what? I'm going to agree with you there, Matty boy. I think out of those, the the, the point with Jin, right, when we think about Rogue One, is that she was kind of a bit unruly. She wasn't, she she didn't take any sides. She rebelled. Um, She rebelled. I rebel. I hated that line. Now, that was in the trailer, wasn't it? But (laughs) it's slightly different. It's... It's different in the... Or does she not say it at all in Rogue well, the first, One? If you go back and watch the first teaser for Rogue One, barely any of that footage is in the final film. Yeah, That was pre-Gilroy uh, and that, so, yeah. So anyway, right, so Jin, Jin wasn't really on any straight and narrow. She wasn't really on any path, to be honest. She was just surviving. So that's the point, is that there wouldn't really be any direction to her show except her surviving. And... That might seem cool at face value, but for a story, I think you need to be invested in it and you really need to see or, or really wonder, well, what's the end goal of this? Well, the end goal is Rogue One. And leading up to that is just, I, I think, not much. Not much is going down with Jin. She is just, that's it. She's surviving, not really interested in anything else. I don't feel like that's that's appropriate for live action. Uh, but same with Bodhi Rook. Bodhi Rook is just doing his job as a cargo pilot. Cargo pilot! So, you know, <laughs> do I want to see him just being basically a galactic DHL driver? No, I'm good, thanks. Someone who I would really <laughs> like to see is the, or, or people I'd like to see, is actually Baze and Chira. Now, oh. I know, Matty Boy, uh, that there is a book on those guys, Guardians of the Wills, right? Yeah, that only covers a small amount of time, though. Uh, see, I'd, I, I think that'd be way more interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But again, is that for live action? I don't know. I think that might make a really cool animated show, actually. Yeah. Um, but for live action, I'm not sure. I think the more I hear about it, Gordon... And the more I think about it, and the more I, more time I spend with Matt Hudson, um, <laughs> the more I'm excited about Andor. It, like Andor, I think is actually going to be very, very, very cool. Because, and you can hear me, you can hear my change of thought on this over the and last time, yeah. few months. You really can, because I always felt like it was the solo announcement of the S- Star Wars shows, the live action shows. Um, I don't think that anymore at all at all actually far from i think this will be really 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 cool um so there you go gordon i hopefully uh, i've answered your question there mate but fantastic question yeah naughty little scotsman that's right uh we'd love to hear what you guys think as well and or was it right would you like to see more of bodie rook cargo pilot local boy huh gin saw bays cheer uh 
you know, what else? Would you like to see K2 just um, bumming it around the Empire? There is uh, there's story to be told in the Rogue One era, and I'm glad we're getting something. Well, let us know. Um, Bobby Lawson, Robert Lawson, he uh, sent us this, uh, this naughty little question as well. He said, what elements from other sci-fi franchises do you think would work in Star Wars TV shows? Are there any that wouldn't? For example, the monster of the week from Doctor Who or the slower paced social commentary of some Star Trek episodes. May the force be with you always, guys. Uh, nice one, Bobby. Uh, so, Blado Ren, other sci-fi franchises, you know, what could Star Wars nick from their TV shows and what should they just leave alone? It's a, it's a very good question. It's a very good question. Um, and I'm not sure how best to answer this because I'm not super into sci-fi anymore. I used to be because I used to watch Stargate. Um, yes. But that was more... Yeah, see, it was a different time. It was a different era, like the late 90s, early noughties, where you watched what was on TV. Yeah. I know that, that sounds just so painfully obvious. Channels. But it was like, oh, what's that? We'll give that a go. And, you know, maybe it's on at this time every Thursday night. Okay, then. Well, we'll watch that then um, while we're eating dinner. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, so it's more communal, yeah. All I can go by is Stargate and Doctor Who. I was well into Doctor Who when Christopher Eccleston and uh, David Tennant were the doctors. Mm-hmm. Didn't get on board with Matt Smith. Didn't do it for me. And I dropped off. Um so I guess I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball here, Matty boy. Um, I'm not sure if this counts or not, um, but I think it could. Uh, and I wonder what you think. Robert, I would go down the animated route and I would do a comedy akin to Futurama or Rick and Morty, that kind of thing. Not not necessarily as adult as Rick and Morty or, or whatever, but I, I would definitely do... A, a, a comedy it could be done and i think with star wars it would be fantastic um it doesn't have to be canon or it could be canon i would go down that route believe it or not and the reason i'm saying that rob is because i think the mandalorian has kind of got them other shows beat already and maybe that's really arrogant of me maybe it is but dude i'm a star wars fan that's my team yeah like that's just how it goes i'm out here i'm gonna be saying yeah mandalorian better than all those because i do i do think that i do think that that's me that's my person that's that's my personal opinion so i think well what else could we learn from other star wars shows or or sci-fi shows sorry that's what comes to mind and actually that might do star wars a bit of good you know not necessarily taking itself as seriously all the time and i know they were coming out with the detours thing in fact there are rumors that that's still gonna be released but um we will see we will see uh may boy what are your thoughts mate what have you taken from this question um well for the examples that bobby gave robert gave monster of the week in from doctor who i think that would work in star wars we kind of we kind of get that in mandalorian we don't have big bads each week but each week there's usually some kind of something he's got to face um whether it's that massive like war thing in the pilot episode of the mando a trandoshan um mm, a mm. uh what i can't think of his name a crate dragon blah blah there's always something new so i think that does work in that kind of form of television um, and mm. we've got it in animation as well uh the social commentary of star trek episodes i think we kind of get that anyway uh we'll certainly certainly socio-political commentary uh in the ot and in the pt as well i think that really works uh in terms of like, top level 
I think I'd love to see like the family aspect of Battlestar Galactica, where you where everybody on set, like the cast, became a family, but the actual crew of in in that series, you know, how how tight knit they were and how real it felt. Like uh, if a ship broke down, he didn't just fix it in the next episode; they were still fixing it, and it felt felt more grounded, felt even more grounded and real. So I'd I'd like something like that where it's a very long form and. Um, also something like that deals with um, existentialism like Devs the TV mm. show by Alex Garland I'd love to see something like that in Star Wars where it deals with the existence you know we're talking about the force here or like uh, determinism determinism something like that I think that would work so well it wouldn't be for everyone it'd be for me because that's what I'm in for but it wouldn't be for everyone be ex- like, Devs is wonderful but I, I bought eight episodes I think very slow paced very very hard sci-fi but I would love that my dude Traveling the galaxy, whatever it was, you know, trying to understand the force or determinism. You know, does this really determine it? Uh, What is the existence? What are we all here for in this galaxy? Are we all determined by the force? Oh man, I would absolutely love that. It would probably bore the pants off most people, but I would absolutely love that. I think, I think it would work for for a certain audience. That's a Disney Plus uh, star type show where you know it's for the adults, and I don't mean to. Um, denigrate kids there and say they wouldn't get it or wouldn't watch it but you know they wouldn't watch something like devs it's far too far too languid and uh, slow for me though absolutely boss um, what wouldn't work uh, I was actually going to say like too much staffed comedy unless it was an actual comedy like you say if you were going to like a future armor in Star Wars that's fine yeah don't try and introduce like over the top comedy in something where it's not necessary. Like imagine the man though, like a laugh track and that ain't going to work. Um, so for me, I want, I'd like to see something a bit different, kind of where I was leading with Kenobi, something slower, something a lot more introspective, which we may or may not be getting, but I think that could work, especially if they're dealing with heavy, heavy subjects. It would work for me. I reiterate possibly wouldn't work for the majority of star Wars fans, or I could be wrong here, but, um, would love to know, everybody else's thoughts on that you up for you up for a really heavy sci-fi show there mate or is that not in your wheelhouse what do you mean by heavy it is wordy like if like something like devs is they get into the whole like minutiae of scientific lingo to try and like determine determinism like is everything determined is everything foretold for us are we really on a path being led somewhere um the existentialism of it all like trying to ponder the meaning of the existence of humanity of life of everything um trying to like but it, it was it, it, i don't it was know a very slow pace you know it's very little music it was very atmospheric very mood driven very kind of beautiful lush to look at um for me, that would be boss for me, but like I say, it wouldn't it wouldn't work for everyone because Star Wars is fast paced pew think, pew for the most part. I think maybe, I think maybe it would have to really depend on the topic or the have, uh, to have a point execution. You're going to get it. In. I, was Sorry, actually, I was actually going to say that. Yeah, I, I really do think it'd have to come down to what 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 is it about? Because if it is trying to, because in Star Wars that would be about the Force. Um, I yeah, suppose they don't have to uncover what the Force is, but it's the idea of trying to, you know, work out the great mystery. It'd be great fun, I think, for me or midichlorians, think, if you will, if you want. Yeah, 
for something like that, it would have to probably be live action. Oh, for sure, yeah, absolutely and live action. If it were live action, then it's probably it should probably be for kids as well. I always think that about some comic book films. I'm like, man, it's a shame a lot of kids ain't going to be able to see this. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, I don't know. I think you've missed a bit of a trick there. But a superhero genre is way more, way more varied than Star Wars. Star Wars is its own genre. So maybe there is room for something like that. I don't Ooh. know. You've got the yeah, Blilo Ren no, kind of seal of approval. So Yeah, kind um, of. That's a classic Blilo answer. You classic know? Blilo <laughs> swerve. But I'm, I'm here for that. I accept, I accept it now. You can buy the Taco Bell next time for that. Um, yeah, so, yeah, Rogue One characters, any spin-offs you'd rather see? What elements from other sci-fi franchises would or wouldn't work in Star Wars TV? Would love to hear your thoughts. Gordon, Robert, thank you so much for sending in your Patreon questions. Uh, we're going to have a couple more next week, of course. But however, but however, bartender, sorry about the mess. Our time here in the Bantina is done for another week, but you know we're going to be back again same time next week. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Star Wars Sessions game. Game! Yes, that's right. We, we, every week we end off the show with a cheeky game. This week is my turn to host. Mate, boy, you ready for the good, 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 good game? Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. All right, hit the music and let's do it. This is, is this a line from The Force Awakens? (laughs) Yeah, I got your face, my knowledge. Yeah, you're pretty good at these. So hopefully, okay. uh, let's no see pressure. if we can get 100%. Um, are you ready for your first one, big boy? Let's do it. All right. Wow, that's big. Wow, <laughs> that's big. <laughs> Is that a line from the Um I'm sure, right. They didn't say, uh, no, it's not, because I don't think they said that in the briefing room when they said it's just another Death Star. No, I know it's not correct that's oh, right yes. i love that your mind just went to i know the death star bit i was just thinking <laughs> i was like, don't be daft here so if i can give some kind of like reason behind the madness at least it'll make it better if i get it wrong okay all right okay. what about this you have that look in your eyes from the forest is that a line from the force awakens from you the have last that look, jedi mate you have that look in your eyes from the forest Assume the last Jedi. You naughty boy. Yes. You naughty boy. I'm trying to see if uh, I can get you out. Okay, all right. What about this? Is there a garbage chute? Trash compactor? Yeah. Is there a garbage chute? Trash compactor? So good. <laughs> You're right, Dan. Yes, that is from The Force Awakens. <laughs> Yes, when they chuck Phasma and, he, and Finn just gives him the look like, yep. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. Okay, what about this one? You know you want to. I can see it. I can see it. Um, you know, you, know you want you... to. I can see it. Yes, you know you want to. I can see it. Oh, that must have been when... Um, Hux was looking at Kylo Ren wanting to stroke his hair because it's so luscious. 
Um, <laughs> no, that's not in The Force Awakens. Wow, yes, you do. Did you watch this recently, mate? No, but I really like this film. <laughs> I really it's, like it's, this film. It's a fantastic film. There are some brilliant lines in this. Yeah. What, what about this one, mate? You will unlock these restraints and leave this room with the blast doors open. With the cell doors open. Oh, yes. So what is... Yep. So that was edited. There's a few a few words actually changed out on that one. So I was thinking, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get him. What about this one? <laughs> English wrote in it. Wow, I've never heard of a talking beaver. <laughs> <laughs> My mind immediately goes to the moment when they're um, underneath the Falcon and Han Solo lifts the grate up. But uh, I'm gonna That's have it. to say. I don't believe that was in the Force Awakens. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. What about what about this one? <laughs> On my fire, laser them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I can't remember that being in there, but uh, unless Phasma had a Yoda problem, uh, no, it's not in there. Wow. Mayboy, you've got 100% right so far. Oh, my word. I think you could do it, guys. Now, this is your last one, mate. This is your last one. Pressure. Are you ready? (sighs) Yeah. This fierce weapon which you have built upon upon which we stand will bring an end to the New Republic, to their cherished fleet. This fierce weapon which you have built, upon which we stand, will bring an end to the New Republic, to their cherished fleet. I'm sure he just says, We'll bring an end to the Republic. I don't think he says New Republic. I think that... I I don't think that... That 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 exact quote, I don't think, is in it. You're going to go with... I don't it's, think it's, I, I, it's not I don't think that exact quote is in it. So I'm going to say, for those words in that line in that order, no. Matty boy, hundred percent, mate. Hundred <laughs> percent. The line is the actual line is this fierce machine. Not fierce weapon. This fierce machine which you have built upon which we stand will bring an end to the Senate. Ah! To cherished so fleet. my impression was for nothing. But still... Uh, but you, <laughs> that was in the game. The game was, is it in The Force Awakens? And you oh. got it right, mate. It wasn't in The Force Awakens. It's yes. a made-up two line. 100% money boy. Ooh, that is just... So oh, celebration. So celebrate. Celebrate good times. Come on. Come on. Yes. yes. Oh, nice one, mate. Uh, I do enjoy testing the old noggin with um, the quotes from the film because I know you're going to um, shake it up at some point and change words because you're a naughty little dog like that. I am a very, very naughty little boy. So, you know. Oh, yes. Well, I'm going <laughs> to walk out of this room with my head held high tonight with a perfect game after 126 episodes. Um, oh, game. Game. And that is our episode. If you were hoping for a review of The Force Awakens or our favourite moments, that was, you, you know, go back and listen to every other episode. They're mostly in there. This was all about the hype leading up to the film. Um, and I hope you enjoyed the, uh, riding the train of us from 2012 to 2015 as much as we enjoyed talking about it. But that is that for this episode of Star Wars Sessions, but the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? 
They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. You can follow us on social media. Just search. Just search. Search? What search. is going on tonight? What is going on tonight, mate, boy? It's these beerios. What percentage is off. that? 5.2%. Alcohol free. I don't know. I don't know. Right. Okay. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. We will be there. Just search Star Wars Sessions. I've nearly lost it again. Uh, send, do you want to send us a voice note? Do you? Do you? Or a <laughs> you, message? you fancied it, mate. You, you want to? Do you want to? send need to know the same pre-recorded. Yeah, no, that's true. That is true. We do it fresh Hold every on the week. Mic. Send it to hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. It's been a long weekend, man. It's been a busy one. It has been a uh, funny old weekend. However, what isn't funny and what is fact is you can find us on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everywhere in the galaxy. You can find a podcast. You're going to get us on there. If you love our show, which we hope we do, please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice and head on over to podchaser.com and do the same. Five stars really helps us out. It gets more people listening and it gets more engagement with the best listeners in the galaxy, which we love you for each and every week. And please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your Ewok, tell JJ Abrams, tell your cousin, the more the merrier. <gasps> the castle's spicier, you know it. So tell the man behind the cinema bandwidth. This is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time from me, see ya. And from Luke. May the force be with you always. Luke, may the force awakens be with you. Oh, oh, that is different. Luke, uh, A.A.J. Abrams. <laughs> A bit different. They are Essex-based podcast heroes. I never made a deal with Kanja Club. Tell that to Kanja Club. <laughs>